I'm Maida Getman, and welcome to Infertility Crossroads. I'm a mom to donor-conceived twins, and I went through eight rounds of fertility treatment before finally becoming pregnant with my two girls. I'm also a donor conception coach and founder of The Donor Downlow, a self-paced online program for people who are at the crossroads of donor conception and wondering which path is right for them. Perhaps you're like me, you thought having a baby would be easy, yet here you are every day, week, and month having to make big, scary, and radical decisions about what your future might look like. I call it the infertility crossroads. Whether you're just getting started on your fertility journey, have been trying for years, or are headed down an alternative path, you are welcome here. Join me each week where I will walk alongside you through all the infertility crossroads. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to Infertility Crossroads. I'm Maida Getman, and I'm excited you're here to join me today. Recently, I did a poll on my Instagram, and I wanted to share the results with you. I personally have been feeling really tired and pretty burnt out, and I asked you guys if you were feeling the same thing. I'm not surprised, but I got an overwhelming response of yes. You are feeling burnt out just like me. And in all honesty, it makes a lot of sense. We've all heard a lot in the news and around the world about this idea of burnout. And the focus of burnout really in the news has been around work burnout or being burnt out at work. But let's be honest, infertility has burnout too. For me, the word burnout has been a buzzword that's been thrown around out there. But really, burnout, what it is, is it's a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. To me, that is the definition of infertility, especially when you have been trying thing after thing after thing and it doesn't seem to be working. The emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion that comes from multiple IUIs, multiple IVF cycles multiple different protocols, multiple different setbacks, to me is the definition of burnout. And the thing is, is that burnout can show up in all areas of your life and in many different ways. So you could feel burnt out from your infertility journey, and then that could be moving into burnout, showing up at work, or vice versa. When you have burnout or you're going down that path of burnout, there are symptoms that show up physically, emotionally, and just in your daily life. Physically, you can feel tired all the time, you get sick more, you have a change in appetite, maybe you have more headaches. Emotionally, you're not doing what you normally love to do. You might feel like a failure, have self-doubt, overthink every decision, feel stuck and not able to move forward or feel detached from people or things that you've enjoyed in the past. You can even start to withdraw from family and friends procrastinate on things that you used to be able to easily do, have brain fog, and be irritable and let responsibilities slide. I for sure felt all of these things when I was going through my infertility journey. I felt like after every failed cycle, I would spiral into these feelings where I just felt stuck and I couldn't get myself out of it. Your infertility journey may be feeling like that too, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of hurry up and wait, 
Two steps forward for one step back. Constant failure of what we thought was going to work doesn't. Of course we would feel burnt out. And burnout causes us to be stuck. It stops us from being able to move forward with decisions because you actually can't make those decisions when you're having all of those symptoms that we just talked about. Infertility can suck the life out of you. Appointments, medications, coordination, options, ups, downs, hormones, all of it. It has more work sometimes than a full-time job, especially when things are not going the way that we had hoped or expected them to. In addition to burnout, on our fertility journey, there are other things that can make us feel stuck that are completely out of our control. Maybe your clinic shuts down for a few weeks over the holidays and you actually can't do a cycle. Maybe your period doesn't show up when it was supposed to. Maybe you've had a family wedding planned and it happens to be in the middle of your next cycle and so you have to postpone the cycle that you thought was going to be the next one. Or sometimes like Cycles get canceled. Your lining doesn't cooperate. You don't get enough follicles. The medication you are put on is not working. These moments, these crossroads where you're forced to take a break can be incredibly frustrating. Whether the break is being forced because of these things that are outside of your control or you're not feeling comfortable with your next steps and you need to take a break and pause to figure that out, it can feel like you're being forced to stop moving forward. And that is really hard. But I want to take a second and pause. And I want to reframe that break and that time that you have where you can't move forward. Could that forced pause be a good thing? I think it is. And here's why. Getting unstuck, getting out of the burnout cycle requires you to take a break and to pause. Now, for someone like me, I'm a doer. I'm the person who makes checklists of things and I put things on the checklist that I've already done just so that I can check them off. Pausing and not checking things off of my list to move forward is one of the most counterintuitive things that I could think of. But not being able to check things off my list, like not being able to go to the next doctor's appointment or not start this the next cycle right now, It forces you to not just pause, but to switch some of the things that you're thinking about. And changing up thinking through those things can actually be really helpful. There is a lot that you can do to help you feel like you're moving forward. We get so caught up sometimes that the idea of moving forward is another cycle or is seeing a new doctor or is some of those like very tactical things when it comes to our fertility journey. But moving forward can also mean working on some of the emotional work that needs to be done. That work isn't so much write it out and on a to-do list and check it off, so it doesn't always feel productive, especially to those of us who like checking things off lists and like having very tangible things that we're quote-unquote doing or getting done. But it is stuff that has to be done and it's so, so worth it. So my encouragement to you during this time is to use this break, use this pause, use this crossroad, whatever that is for you, as an opportunity. An opportunity to pause, to reflect, to reconnect with who you are, 
why you're trying to build your family, and how you can move forward when the time comes again, because it will. For Michael and I, this force paused came in many different shapes and shapes when we were going through our journey. The one that is the most clear to me is when we decided that we were going to go forward to use a donor, but we had to wait for six months to be able to actually get a donor. At the time, I was super frustrated. I was like, okay, we've decided to use a donor. I want to just keep moving forward. The reality is that we were given an opportunity where we had to pause. And during that pause, I did a lot of emotional work. I did a ton of journaling. I had a therapist. I worked on some of my own health and physical health that I wanted to work on. And Michael and I just spent some time having fun together. We tried new restaurants. We did new things that we were wanting to do because we essentially were forced to stop moving forward and the pause was forcing us forward in a different way. So if you are in this place where you feel stuck, you feel like the things that you want to check off your list, you can't for some reason, I'm going to share with you 10 ways that you can keep moving forward If you feel like you're burnt out or you're waiting for something that's not in your control to be able to head in the next direction. Number one is brain dump. Take your trusty journal, set a five to 10 minute timer, and just write down everything that comes to mind that you are currently doing, not doing, are worried about, are excited about, that frustrates you, that makes you angry, that makes you happy. And just get it all out on paper. Don't judge what you're writing. Just write it down and get it out of your head. Number two, look at that list and see if there's anything on there that you can stop doing or reduce doing. Maybe you have to go to the office every day and it's driving you crazy and it's draining your energy. Ask your boss if you can work from home one day a week or an extra day of the week, just as an an idea. Number three is just spend some more time with your journal in general. Journaling can be incredibly beneficial for multiple reasons, but it can be a really good way of working through your feelings and your thoughts. And even better, when you're done journaling, you can literally physically close the journal and walk away from some of those thoughts and feelings. Get them out on paper and then leave them there. Number four, spend some time preparing for your next appointment. If you're waiting to see your doctor or you're preparing for next steps with them, take some time and write down what you want to know more about. What questions do you have? What research have you done that you want more information about from your doctor? Taking the time to prep for this appointment will help you not only feel like you're taking steps forward, which you are, but again, it will also help you get it out on paper so that you can stop thinking about it over and over and over again. Number five, get some exercise. Friends, this one is so easy to say, and yet in practice can be so hard. I have recently started walking almost every day, and I cannot tell you the world of difference it has made for me. I feel like the days that I walk, I am happier, less irritable, have less anxiety, feel better about myself physically, feel stronger, and all around feel like a better person. Getting some exercise or even just any kind of movement makes a big difference. 
So schedule it out, put 30 minutes on your calendar and go for a walk outside. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about that is I live in Minnesota. It is not warm here. As I record this, it is December and it is very cold, but I'm still going out and walking every day. I'm not telling you this to have you give me applause or anything like that, but what I'm saying is don't let the weather or time or something like that be your excuse for not going to do it. Just go do it. Do it once and see how you feel. Okay, off my exercise soapbox. Number six, do something that you've been wanting to do, but you haven't had time to do. Is there an exhibit at a museum you've been wanting to see? Maybe there's a movie you want to go to. Is there a new restaurant you want to try? Whatever it is, plan it and go do it. And the caveat is when you're doing it, no talking about baby making, infertility, struggling, any of that. Just be present in the moment and enjoy what you're doing. Number seven is give yourself the permission to just stop doing. Slow down if you need to. Have a night in. Watch the shows you've been wanting to watch. Between numbers six and seven, I'm basically saying Do something that feels good for you and that feels like something that is about you. Number eight, start practicing mindfulness. I have recently started this practice and holy smokes do I notice a difference. Mindfulness and meditation has been proven to help you regulate your nervous system, calm anxiety, reduce depression, lower blood pressure, to name a few. Mindfulness can be really, really easy to incorporate into your daily life. I mean, you can even start doing it for 30 seconds right now. If you're not driving, close your eyes, put your feet flat on the floor, and just pay attention to your breath. Don't change it. Just pay attention. Amazing, right? You can also check out some really great a great article that I will link in the show notes on five simple mindfulness practices for daily life. Or if you haven't, you can download an app called Insight Timer. I will also link that in the show notes. Pick a practice and go through it. Number nine, look at your care team. What are you missing or what do you need more of? Our doctors are amazing at helping us get pregnant and the medical side of the process, but they can't meet all of your needs on this journey nor should they. Are you feeling like you need some more emotional support, maybe practical tips, encouragement, guidance, body support like nutrition help? Take some time to sit down and see if there are gaps in your care plan. Which leads me to number 10, which is build out your care team. So if you did find gaps in your care, which we all have gaps, so don't feel bad if you found those things, then how can you help fill some of those gaps? Do you need to go find a therapist? Do the research right now and schedule an appointment. Are you looking for a coach? Maybe a mind-body coach? Maybe a coach like me? Start following them on Instagram. Listen to their podcast. Reach out to them to see what working with them might be like. Whatever steps you can do to fill in some of those gaps, start taking some of those steps. As we close out for today... Being burnt out is totally normal. Having moments on your fertility journey where you are forced to stop doing things that make you feel like you're moving forward happens. Use these moments as an opportunity to pause, 
to, re- to rest, to relax, to see these moments as an opportunity versus a roadblock. Give yourself the space you need. Because when you stop forcing things to move forward and you start allowing space for them, the pieces will fall into place and you will be able to feel like you're moving forward. Lastly, if you need some additional support, I have a great free resource for you called the Fertility Forward Action Guide. It talks about all these things we mentioned today on the podcast um, in a really cool and free PDF download. So head over to my website, www.metagetman.com slash fertility forward and download your free copy. That is it for me today. It is coming up on the holidays. So I'm going to actually be taking my own break for the next few weeks to spend time with my family and just enjoy my own pause. I always tell my clients to take a break. So I'm heeding my own advice as well. I will be back in the new year with all new podcast episodes for you. I can't wait to see you then. Thank you for joining me on Infertility Crossroads. Before you go, I have a few things I want to share with you. Continue the conversation with me on my Instagram page at Maida Getman. I love connecting with people and I would love for you to join me there at M-E-T-A-G-E-T-M-A-N on Instagram. If you just learned that using a donor might be your path to becoming a parent, or if you have an inkling that donor conception is the path for you, head to my website, www.metagetman.com slash podcast and download my free PDF donor decision guide. This resource is packed full of questions to consider if you are even thinking about using a donor. That's metagetman.com slash podcast. Lastly, I am not a doctor, a psychologist, a nutritionist, or a professional in the area of fertility. I am a person who has gone through infertility, has learned a lot along the way, and wants to share my learnings with you. Please do not substitute what you hear on the show for professional advice. That's what the pros are for. If you want to learn more about my terms and conditions, go to my website, metagetman.com.